السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ نحمده ونصلی علی رسول الکریم اما بعد اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم رب شرح لی صدری ویسر لی امری وحلل اقدتم من لسانی یفقہ قولی سبحانک لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انک انت العلیم الحکیم اللہم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللہم منفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O Allah, we beseech thee to increase us in our knowledge and to protect us from the deception of the Satan and the evil of our souls. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. It is only indeed the grace and mercy of all, Allah Jalla that today we start Surah Nur, and yesterday we completed Surah Mu'minun with the grace and mercy of all, Allah Jalla Regarding Surah Nur, we will discuss just now, to recap our lesson, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala asked these questions. أَفَحَسِبَتُمْ أَنَّمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ What do you think, O human being, we created you without a purpose and objective? No. Human being, jinn, all are created with a purpose. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ that human being and jinn have been created so that they worship Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. وَأَنَّكُمْ إِلَيْنَا لَا تُرْجَعُونَ And what do you think? You will not return to us? Definitely every creation will return to us. مَالِكِ يَوْمِ الدِّينَ Allah is the sole owner of the day of justice. Everyone will have their accountability reckoning on that day. The animals, the insects, everybody, everything. فَتَعَالَ اللَّهُ الْمَلِكُ الْحَقِّ Almighty Allah, the King of Kings, the only true King. He is the sublime one, the exalted one. لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ لَا مَعْبُودَ بِحَقٍ إِلَّا هُوَ Truly, there is none worthy of worship except Him, Almighty Allah. Therefore, we do not make ruku or sajda to anybody, anything besides Almighty Allah. Rabbul Arshil Kareem, remember he is the sole owner, provider, nourisher of the Arsh, the throne which is honorable. وَمَيَّدْ أُمَ أَلَّهِ لَهَنْ آخَرَ لَا بُرْحَانَ لَهُ بِهِ فَإِنَّمَا حِسَابُهُ إِنْدَ رَبِّ Today you see people are calling other people, worshipping them, worshipping animals, worshipping trees and whatever else. They have no evidence and proof for that. فَإِنَّمَا حِسَابُهُ إِنَّ رَبِّي And the reckoning of that person is there by Almighty Allah. We as Muslims should always read the dua. اللَّهُمَّ حَاسِبْنَا حِسَابِ يَسِيرًا Ya Allah, make our hisab accountability reckoning easy, Ya Allah. The hadith in Mishka Sharif, Mustahmad, Mustad Ahmad, various compilations. And that is, we just show our face and we enter 
Jannah with the help, mercy, and grace of Almighty Allah. Innahu la yuflihul kafirun. The non-Muslims would never be successful. They might think they are successful in this world, but in the year after, they will not be successful. Any person who is sane and mature, he or she dies in the state of kufr or shirk, blasphemy or polytheism. For them, they will never be forgiven. Their resting and eternal place is Jahannam, the hellfire. Allah majirna minan nar. May Almighty Allah protect us from the fire. Waqul. And say, O oh Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you join it with the ra, with the re. وَقُرْ رَبِّ غْفِرْ Say, O oh Allah, forgive. وَرَحَامْ Have mercy. وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ You are the most merciful one to show mercy. Here Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, is instructing Mustafa, Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who is ma'asum. Totally sinless and protected from sin by Almighty Allah. Rabbi Ghfir. O Allah, forgive. Warham, have mercy. Wa anta arhamur rahimin. Whilst you are the most merciful one to show mercy. So this is ta'aliban lihadil ummah to teach this ummah here as we mentioned before. And if you want the cross reference, you will see Nabi Musa alayhi salatu salam. He was commanded also by Almighty Allah, and he made the same dua, very similar dua. Rabbi ghfilli wa li akhi wa adakhilna fi rahmatik. Ya Allah, forgive me. Forgive my brother, O Allah, wa adakhilna fi rahmatik. And O Almighty Allah, admit us, include us in your special, special mercy. Wa anta arhamur rahimin. Whilst you are the most merciful one to show mercy. Surah 7, Surah Araf, verse number 151. So all Allah is teaching us, Anbiya, alayhimu salam, the messengers, peace be upon them, the greatest and mightiest of all Allah's creation. So they made this type of dua, so you and me, surely we should be begging, beseeching all Allah. رَبِّ غْفِرْ وَرْحَمْ وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الرَّاحِمِينَ وَأَدْخِلْنَا فِي رَحْمَتِكَ وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ Ya Allah, include us in your special mercy whilst you are the most merciful one to show mercy. Today's lesson, Surah Nur, chapter number 24 of the Noble Quran, revealed after the hijrah of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam to Medina Munawwara, and this is known as Madaniyah. It comprises the 64 verses and it is known as Surah number 102 as far as the revelation goes. So it was revealed in the latter portion of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's life Mubarak, Sirah Mubarakah. We know that the first Surah or first few verses to be revealed was Surah Alaq. The first five verses and the last surah chapter as a chapter, not ayat, as a chapter was surah Nasr iza jaa Nasrullah. So this is surah Nur. Our mother Siddiqatu bintu Siddiq, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha said, Allimu nisaakum surat al-Nur wal-Ghazl. Teach your females and your women Surah Nur, chapter 24, and teach them how to sew, the sewing, crocheting, all these type of things. 
Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala and wrote a letter to the people of Iraq and told the people there, Allimu nisaakum surat al-nur, teach your women folk and female surah nur. Subhanallah, from here we can understand because there are so many family issues, social issues, and all this impacts on the male and female. Therefore, the emphasis is made on this, that we should teach our females this particular surah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of all, Mithya Allah who is very, very gracious, very merciful. And this is mentioned 114 times. These words are mentioned in the Noble Quran 113 times in the beginning of the Surah. But we know Surah Tawbah, Surah Rabadain, does not have Bismillah. So where is the 114th time? In Surah 27, Surah Namal, where Nabi Sulaiman wrote a letter to the Malika of Yemen, to the Malika of Sabah, Queen of Sheba, Innahu min Sulaiman, wa innahu bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Indeed, this letter is from Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam. Wa innahu bismillahir rahmanir rahim. And verily, in the name of all, may Allah, the one who is very gracious, very merciful, Allah ta'alu alayya, don't be arrogant and don't try and be proud and haughty with me. Wa'atuni muslimin, come to me, submitting, surrendering yourself. Surah 27, Surah Namal, verses 30 and 31. So that is how it becomes 114. So this Surah, Surah Nur, every verse of the Noble Quran is Nur, 6,236 verses. Allah Ta'ala says, we reveal to you the Nur, which makes things manifest and clear. Suratun, Surah means Qit'a, a part, portion, a part of something. So there are 114 Surahs and chapters in the Noble Quran. One surah, suratun, the plural suwarun, not your suwarun that you use in Urdu, Gujarati, Memon and so forth. So thus the plural of surah, many chapters, several chapters. Anzalnaha, we have revealed it. So all might Allah reveal the surah. Remember, Anzalnaha means to be revealed one shot, and that is all Allah revealed it from the Samawud Dunya, from the seven heavens to Samawud Dunya. The entire Quran Sharif was revealed from the seven heavens, low and mahfuz, to the first heaven, first sky. Tanzil is from the first sky to the Mubarak, blessed heart of the Master, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So draw the distinction, Anzalna, to reveal one shot, and Tanzil, to be revealed gradually, piecemeal. Anzalna, we have revealed it. Allah Ta'ala is one and alone and uses the word we. So this is a sign or a symbol of reverence and respect, the royal pronoun. Allah Ta'ala stamping his authority. I can do as I please because I am fa'alul lima yurid. Wa faradnaha and we have made it compulsory. You, the Muslims, you must impose this in your lives. It's not something preferable, desirable, advisable. Nay, it is something that is compulsory. Carry out the do's, abstain and refrain from the don'ts. So that is what all Allah is telling us. 
وَأَنزَلْنَا فِيهَا آيَاتٍ بَيِّنَاتٍ Almighty Allah repeats and we reveal in the surah such clear-cut explicit verses لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ So that you, the Ummah, you may accept this advice and admonishment. So, so many things Almighty Allah mentioned in this first verse. Number one, Allah Ta'ala revealed it. Number two, it is compulsory. Number three, there are clear-cut verses and explicit verses. And why did Almighty Allah reveal these verses and the surah and chapter? لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ So that you receive admonishment and advice and you accept it. Not accept it only from the top of your tongue. We accept it from the bottom of our heart. In Islam, remember to love a chaste person, a pure person, is a great, great quality. Therefore, when we study the various ahadis, in Muslim Ahmad, it is mentioned a person came and said, Ya Rasulullah, I want to commit zina, fornication. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam answered him and responded, if somebody does this crime of zina, fornication, adultery with your mother, would you like it? He said, no. Said she might be the mother of somebody. She might be the sister of somebody. All these examples Nabi alayhi salam was giving. Would you like somebody to do it with your sister? She's the daughter of somebody. So will you like it? He said no. So Nabi alayhi salatu salam placed his Mubarak hand on the chest of that person and made dua that he must never have that feeling to commit zina, fornication, adultery. Lo and behold, that person say, I never had that desire again to commit these vices. Therefore, O Ummah, we should be the ones to read this dua. Allahumma, O beloved Allah, Hassin ha swad noon, Hassin farji, O Allah, fortify and protect my private part. Allahumma, Hassin farji, Ya Allah, protect my private part. Look at today in the Western democracies, Adam and Eve, Adam and Steve, Madam and Eve, all the vices are legal, whether it is zina, fornication, adultery, homosexuality, all these type of things, the gay brigade. So we as Muslims totally reject it and refute it. And Islam promotes and advocates a pure and a chaste society. Now when the pandemic goes out of control, then they say give everybody a condom. Then they will say people got AIDS. Nay, Islam says don't light the fire and then say we'll control it. There must be no fire in the first place. So Quran Karim states, Wala taqrabu zina, do not even approach and go near fornication and adultery. Innahu kana fahisha, it is something obscene, indecent and lewd. And wasa asabila, a terrible road to take. Now look at our society today, boyfriend, girlfriend, all have become so common. The parents turn a blind eye. They are an accomplice in this crime. And when the engagement takes place, it is considered a license that that fiance and fiancé can now move around, touch one another, smooch one another, kiss one another. All this is absolutely haram. Then you see in every second home the porn movies and the porn on the phones and so forth. So all this absolutely haram. Only all, Allah, Jalla wa Allah, can protect each one of us. 
So therefore Islam encourages marriage and then says you must get married so you live a pure and a chaste life. And the doors to zina and fornication, Islam has closed it. A male and female cannot be alone when they are strangers to one another. That when that male and female la yakhluwanna rajulun bimra'atin A male and female who are in privacy and they are strangers to one another illa wa thalithuma shaitan The third party there is shaitan the hadith in Mishkat Sharif Islam say no physical contact with the opposite gender. We can't be shaking hand and embracing with all and sundry. So remember, Islam is the law of segregation between the genders. So if you want to understand the Islamic law, then Islam promotes marriage and everything for a stable and pure and chaste society. And everything that leads towards zina, fornication, adultery, Islam has closed the doors to make it as difficult as possible. Now see here what all Allah states, that female who commits zina, yeah, this female refers to the fornicatress. The lady who is not married, she's 15, 17, 20 years old or more, and she is not married, and she commits this crime, was Zani and the fornicator. This is the male. The question has been asked, why did all Allah mention the woman first? Simple, you see, when it comes to theft, all Allah mentions, wasariqu wasariqatu faqtau aydihuma. That when people commit theft, then you must amputate their hand. But there the male gender is mentioned first. Because the male is the one who is the one who is more active in that stealing and so forth. In the zina, it is the female. You see the amount of prostitutes, the amount of women who are selling their bodies and advertising it in newspapers and so many other media. So remember, it is the lady who takes the initiative most of the time. So therefore, their names are their name crime, and their name is mentioned first. Azania to Azani. So this refers to fornication. It does not refer to adultery. Why? Because in Islam, for adultery is a death penalty. More than 50 Sahaba, radiallahu an, mentioned the various ahadis from Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. For adultery, there is death penalty. And on that, there's consensus, according to all four schools, the Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanafis, Hanbalis, there's no two opinions on that, unless the person is a modernist or the person is a Qadiani or something. Something. So we those people who we don't worry about because remember they are juhal, they are ignorant regarding the Sharia. So we say azaniya to azani refers to fornication and the ahadis Mustafa sallallahu time Hazrat Maiz radiallahu came and said tahirni ya Rasulullah purify me. So remember he mentioned that four times I committed this crime. Hazrat Ghamidiyah radiallahu anha committed the crime 
and they were capital punishment took place, they were killed. So it shows this happened in time of Nabi alayhi salam, Sahaba's time, Khulafa's time, there's consensus. People today want to be apologetic to the West and non-Muslims, and therefore they want to compromise with the Sharia. We do not need to apologize to anybody for Islam and the Islamic law, and there's no need to compromise the Sharia in any shape, form, or size. The next issue here is this, how do you prove that the person is guilty? There are two ways normally, al-iqrar wal-i'tiraf, a person himself, she comes, he comes and say, yes, we committed this crime. So that will be the normal way that there was this act of zina, fornication, adultery. Second is you have four male witnesses and each one of them saw them committing this crime with their own eyes, not a video and not some photo and all these type of things. No, each one of the four males saying mature and they are just and so forth. They saw ABC male and XYZ female committing this crime and they are eyewitnesses. So why did Islam say four witnesses? Because remember, yeah, the death penalty will take place or hundred lashes. So the punishment is severe. Hence that the person who gave this type of testimony also have to be people who are men of integrity and honesty. Azaniyatu azani fajlidu kulla wahidin minhuma miyata jalda. Then you, the authorities, not individual, the authorities, they must be found guilty by the judge, Islamic Qazi, Muslim Qazi, and so forth. So then you whip and you give them the lashing, flog them, kulla wahidin minhuma miyata jalda. Hundred lashes for each one of them. Now you feel sorry, okay, go away. No. Wala ta khudkum bima ra'afatun fi din illah. And do not let your mercy, compassion, sympathy, empathy overtake you in this religion and deen of Almighty Allah. These are known as hudud. Hudud means the law of Allah must be implemented once that person, male or female, is found guilty. Whether it is amputating the hand of the person or whether it is fornication, adultery, or whether it is the person took alcohol and drugs, so 80 lashes there will be given as well. So these type of laws, remember, they are called hudud. A life for a life after premeditated murder, that is kisas. That's a civil matter that the family of the deceased can choose. That was one of the many options. And then you imprison a person, you give a fine to that person, all that, that is known as ta'azir. Some ulama allow fine, others don't ulama, so others don't allow. So anyway, I'm just showing you how the Islamic law functions. وَلَا تَأْخُذْكُمْ بِمَا رَافَتٌ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ If you believe in Almighty Allah in the last day, then this is the punishment you must give them. You will see 90-95% of the Muslim countries, Arab countries have abrogated this. All this to curry favor with the West and they turn a blind eye for the fornication, adultery and so forth.
But if there are one, two countries who are doing this, you will see, alhamdulillah, that they are promoting a pure and a chaste society. So that is what Islam wants. Now these hundred lashes that is administered to the male and female, where must it be done? Well, yashhad adab So their punishment must be witnessed and observed by a group of believers. So when we whip them, lash them, obviously they will not be naked, they will be clothed, but it must be done in public, in a public square or somewhere. So the people gather there, so it is a deterrent for society. Take South Africa today, crime, every person complains. Amputate one, two people's hands and see the whole crime will be solved. Whoop and lash some people who committing fornication, adultery. You will solve the problem of AIDS and all this pandemic. But who will do it? They will tell you you are a barbaric person. They will call you so many names, but their systems are all waste of time. So Islam says that 95-99% of the public will benefit. They can lead a life of safety. And those criminals, they must pay the price for their sins. The punishment must fit the crime. Now this person, male, female, given hundred lashes, it is to teach them a lesson and not to kill them. So all my Allah says, Azani, this male who committed this fornication, La yankihu illa zaniyatan aw mushrika, he must not get married except to a zaniya, meaning to a lady, the same lady who committed, to whom he committed zina, fornication, or another lady. Because al-khabithatul al-khabithin, the impure male for the impure female, and the impure female for the impure male. So that is the system, and they like this type of people, astaghfirullah. Oh, mushrika, or you get married to a, idol, a person who's worshipping idols and so forth. So this is not permissible, but it is mentioned here. Why is it mentioned here? To show that your crime of zina is very, very near to the crime of committing shirk. So the severity of the crime was zaniya to, and the lady who committed zina, the fornicatress, la yankihua, none should marry her, illa zanin or mushrik, except the person who is himself a fornicator, or a person with loose morals, or mushrik, or a polytheist. وَحُرِّمَ ذَلِكَ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And this has been made haram upon the believers. What has been made a haram? Remember the zina in all its shapes and forms, whether it is fornication, whether it is adultery, fornication, hundred lashes, adultery, death penalty. And second one, we must remember, it's absolutely haram, as I mentioned to you. And then the shirk is absolutely haram. Surah 2, verse 2 to 1, Quran Kareem states, وَلَا تَنْكِحُ الْمُشْرِكَاتِ حَتَّى يُؤْمِنُ For you, the Muslim man, it is haram to marry a polytheist lady, like a Hindu idol worshipper and so forth. Any non-Muslim, in fact, nowadays is absolutely haram and not permissible. Yes, if she brings iman, then it's permissible. Now here one question is going through your mind. ABC person had an affair with XYZ lady and now he went to go marry a chaste lady, a virgin. Is that permissible? Yes, it's permissible. Obviously, he has to make tawbah. 
This lady here who committed fornication, she went to marry a chaste man, a person who's a virgin. Is that permissible? Yes, it is permissible. But remember that she also must make toba. And remember that when they committed this crime, then best is to make toba immediately and let them get married because remember they made a mistake in the worst case scenario. So it's best for them to get married and then inshallah Almighty Allah will forgive them. So that is what Islam is teaching us that we lead a pure, a chaste lifestyle. Therefore, O oh parents, O oh elders, encourage your sons, your daughters to get married as soon as they are able to 18, 20, 22 this business of procrastinating and delaying till they are 28, 30, 35, 40 definitely is not permissible they get involved in so many affairs committing zina and fornication and even adultery meaning sometimes the lady is married, she's having an affair this person is married and having an affair with his mistress so whatever it is, it's all haram may all Allah protect us from all vices. Wa akhru da'wana anil hamdulillahi rabbil alam.